Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to the brink with me and, and me. Ben. Boo! Boo! <laughs> to boo back at me. That's racist. Uh, oh, she just pulled a face at me. Uh, we're a couple of days later than usual. Uh, why is that, Mallory? She likes sleeping. <laughs> she likes sleeping. And she also likes... What are you even doing right now? I'm building my home in Arendelle Plaza. She's building her home in Arendelle Plaza. What's Arendelle Plaza? It's from Frozen. Oh, right. Okay. Um, that's a thing. She's playing a game on her mobile. Do you call it mobile or cell phone in Canada? Cell phone, normally. Cell phone. But have you gotten used to calling it mobile here or...? I don't know if I honestly noticed that much. That's a really long noise that you just made there. Um, she's giving me a dirty look. All right. Uh, we've got lots to do on the show today. Um, we do. We have quiz things and flashbacks and Nochista is going to be on the show. Nochista. For the first time in a while. Um, which is slightly dated because that was meant to be out before Monday. But uh, again, this one here is just a little bit late. What have you been doing during the week? Mousterferostera? Frostera? No, can't call you that. Um, we are currently sitting here recording when we should be watching State of Origin, which we are currently in the great state of Queensland, and therefore we should be paying attention, should we not? Yes. Who is, um, I know they're called provinces in Canada, but who is, like, BC's biggest rival when it comes to, like, sport and shit? That's not a thing. Is it not? Like, do you not, like, ha- hate Alberta or, you know, like, because they're your neighbours? No, we or? just naturally hate Alberta. What, what, what's, what's the hate about Alberta? Like, what did Alberta ever do to you? Oh. <laughs> um. I don't know. You don't know? What, do you dislike Alberta? Uh, not particularly. Not particularly, but you don't like Calgary, though, do you? Okay, maybe I don't like Alberta very much. What, what's wrong with Calgary? It's one of my favourite cities. It's just a thing. It's just a thing. It's just a thing. All right. Um, how are you building your town in Ertsford or whatever it's called? Ertsford. It's what's it called? Arendelle. Arendelle. Isn't that a place in like a TV show? No, a movie called Frozen. Yes. <laughs> Look at that. I don't know. I've never seen Frozen. Um, I just ran out of money. Actually, you ran out of money. It's pretty sad. Life replicates art. I guess. Really. Tell us about your week. Melanie, tell us about how your week's been. Come on. Well, our listeners, our listener is intrigued. I didn't get a job. No. That's pretty exciting. I had another job interview and haven't heard back, so I have to call them tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else? Ben to- got a library card. That's really a- exciting. <laughs> Can I just establish the fact that um, I haven't been to a library probably since high school. And I don't even remember the last time I used a library card. But we had a very energetically nice lady today uh, help us out getting a library card, which was nice. Do you know what her name is? Um, let's call her Bethany. Um, I don't, I don't, what was her name? <laughs> I have no idea. don't know what her Bethany. name is. Bethany. Did she look like a Bethany to you? No. <laughs> no? What, what name did you think she looked like? Yep. You really don't care, do you? But um, it was interesting because... For Tasmanian listeners, you'd get a library card and it would be like a Tasmanian library card for the entire state. This was just for the area of the council that we live in, like, you know, like seven libraries in the council. Can I just point out that Tasmania is double the size of the island that I'm from and we have multiple different library systems on the island. 
Well, that's because Tasmania is just a little island. That's a little and an island. Um, but I wanted to get Jurassic Park out, but sadly it's not available, so I have to get it transferred. But I'm going to buy the book anyway. I think it's better. But but guess what? What? Jurassic Park is going to be at the movies next week, and we're going to go <gasps> see it. And then guess what? What? The new one comes out afterwards. No which, way. Which you watched Jurassic World with me the other day, which was exciting. You watched half. Is Chris Pratt in the new one? Yes. That's he's in the new one. Jeff Goldblum's in the new one. Who cares about Chris Pratt when Jeff Goldblum's in this? Tell me your favourite Jeff Goldblum movie. Go. Jurassic Park. Correct answer. <laughs> um, are you excited to see Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom 2? Stop, stop <laughs> conducting oral services on the microphone. Um, yes, I'm very excited. Yes? What is going to be your favourite part of... The popcorn. The popcorn. You didn't even wait for me to finish the sentence. Um, that's good to know. What's your favourite <laughs> piece of popcorn in the thing? Oh, we sound like we're getting electrocuted there. What's your piece number two hundred and seventy-one? I expect you to count them when we eat them. Okay. Are you excited to see the uh, original on the big screen? Because you would have probably never seen the original on the big screen. True, because it came out before I was born. It did three years before <laughs> you were born. I was six years old. So um, there's something. I don't know. I don't know. Just beg for listeners right now to give you a job. Listeners, please give me a job. I'm a good employee. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm employing her to be my girlfriend, so I guess it kind of does work that way. I mean, you have your ups and downs for that position, but, um, you know, you you are a decent worker. Um, we made cookies tonight. I'm just trying to stretch out this introduction because we can talk about <laughs> random things. Um, cookies were good. Can I actually, seriously, serious serious point of conversation, this is like deadly serious, can I just point out to the world that Audi is amazing, that like <laughs> Audi should come on board and sponsor the Brink, like official sponsor of the Brink, like the Brink Unleashed 9, Rejuvenation, coming soon to theatres near you, like we will sell the shit out of Audi, we'll, I'll rename it like the Audi Unleashed 9 Audi Nation. Ben really likes Audi. Audi's great, it's cheap and it's got pretty good food. And I got burger sauce for 99 cents, which is, like, great. And crumpets for a dollar. Like, you can't go wrong with Audi. Although there was a smelly man in there last week, and that was... He really stunk. He like <laughs> he did. Like, it's true. Think of the worst smell you can imagine, and then think about, like, an even worse smell than that, and then that's what this man stunk like. So... What if I, he's our listener, Ben? Well, then he should have a shower, and then listen to us in the shower. <laughs> I don't... Uh, who are you cheering for tonight? New South Wales or Queensland? Queensland. Yes. Who's your favourite player for Queensland? Yep. I would have said the same answer. I would have said Billy Slater, Cooper Cronk, or um, Cameron Smith, but I don't think any of them are playing. So that's yes. a bit awkward. Let's uh, Shall we end this segment? Mm-hmm. And then we can come back and do a quiz. Would you like to do a quiz? A quiz. A quiz. Let's end this segment. Thank you. Knock Chester's next. <laughs> It has been some time since we've had this man on the show, which means I have to play some sheep noises and introduce Nick Chester from New Zealand. Nick, welcome back to The Brink. Yeah, it's been a long time between drinks. It, ha- it really has been. I've missed you speaking eyes and E's differently. Um, what's been happening in New Zealand in the last few months? You're, you're about to have a baby, as in the, the country, because your Prime Minister's about to, about to give birth, is she not? Yes, you make it sound like um, it's mine and Jacinda's baby, but that's definitely not the case. Um, yeah, no, it's it's uh, she's about to uh, take her maternity leave, and she's going to be gone for I think about six to eight weeks or something like that. And um, so um, yeah, she's going to be off having a baby and doing all that kind of 
stuff. It's uh, obviously a New Zealand first, and um, I think only the second time in the w- in the world that a, a head of government um, has has had a baby while in office. So, yeah, it, it's kind of making waves over here. It's definitely on on everybody's mind at the moment. So, it, it's um. Just one of those those very unique things about having a uh, kind of youngish prime minister, female prime minister. It's yeah, we not something we ever really thought about. So it's it's kind of exciting. Who's also a bit of a TV star or some sort of a online marketing star? There was a video that I watched uh, since I last spoke to you. Some sort of I guess like a tourism campaign or something to do with something, and it's got uh, everybody's favourite New Zealand comedian uh, Reese Darby uh, basically saying New Zealand's always left off. The the map i know uh, how that feels being from tasmania and that we've got to put it back on the map and uh jacinda arden's one of the stars in it and uh can i just say i've seen worse acting so she's she's not the best but she's not the worst either <laughs> no no she's quite good and um yeah i mean it's it's i haven't actually seen it so it's probably something i do need to watch but i think she's been quite a good representative for the country so far i mean she was obviously um over at buckingham palace not long ago and um you know was looking pretty good and um you know she's able to stand up for herself pretty well which is which is pretty impressive um her her partner um and that's the other thing she's unmarried which is unusual as well for for political leaders to you know have you know a baby and they're not married and things like that it's still you know in 2018 it's still unusual so yeah, and, and I mean, she her partner has gotten a lot of grief about you know that he hangs around for photo ops with her, which you know personally I don't think is true. I you know it doesn't feel to me like the way that he carries on. So, but she kind of always seems to to hold herself in pretty high esteem, which you know I I, I think I've got to give her a lot of credit for. Her. Um, I guess it depends on which side of the political spectrum you stand on, and you know people that are on the other side probably don't like her very much. But yeah, I think she's been a pretty good representation for New Zealand. So. Far. So yeah, good on her, and you know, she's now going to uh, step aside and let Winston Peters, who is kind of the polar opposite of her in terms of that um, that image, um, take over. He's like a you know a, an older gentleman in his in his seventies. He's um, pretty polarizing. He's got some some unusual ideas, and um, yeah, he's a very very different character who's going to be the face of New Zealand for the next few weeks. So cause hypothetically, you know, day one, like oh, Jacinda's in Labour. Oh, great, you know, you're, you've got the keys to the country now. Uh, Winston, like, could he just, like, day one be like, right, I'm gonna declare war on Australia. <laughs> just like, fuck. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think it's so funny because I think, you know, like, for people that don't really understand how our system works is that he kind of held the balance of power even though they only got about 7% of the vote or whatever it is. And he made a lot of people on the other side of the political spectrum angry because of the decision he made to go with Jacinda. Um, and they're kind of, yeah, they're playing that up that, you know, he's gonna be, this guy who only got 7% is gonna be leading the country. But the reality is, is that you know Jacinda's not not exactly just going to go off and never check her emails again for the next six weeks. I think she's going to be in pretty constant communication with her government. So, yeah, I don't think that that's anything to be too worried about. Um, but yeah, he is, um, like him or hate him, he's um, an interesting character and I'm, I'm sure he's going to make for um, some fun times for six weeks or so. Well, if he's not going to declare war on Australia, he might want to declare war on Canada here because I've just, I've seen an interesting headline uh, from newshub.co.nz. Canada's gift to John 
Jong Key smashed, vandalised on way to New Zealand. So apparently two sculptures intended as Canada's gift to New Zealand were deliberately smashed in transit and no one could figure out who did it. Uh, Soapstone carvings of a whale and bear were chosen from the country's federal gift bank in 2016, meant for the then country, uh, then Prime Minister John Key and then Attorney General Christopher Finlayson. Uh, and then according to a report obtained by Canada's CBC News, um, Michelle Douglas from the department, uh, in Canada says it appears totally deliberate. Uh, the gift boxes were totally undamaged, but the stuffing inside the boxes was removed and shoved into the bag. So they're not sure who's damaged it, where they've been damaged. And apparently each of the gifts were valued at $1,300 New Zealand. Um, a replacement whale and bear were later sent out. CB New, CU's reports. So what's going on here? People randomly damaging gifts from Canada. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure that us in Canada had much of a beef. Yeah, it's a very strange story. I haven't really got my head around this one yet, but um, yeah, it is a bit of a bizarre one. Um, I'm sure there'll be some kind of um, you know, news to come out of this as to what's happened. Um, yeah, sorry, Canada, it's, it's nothing personal. I, at least I don't think so. And another great bit of news here for New Zealand as well on the same website. Uh, according to a report, Nick, New Zealand is one of the hardest countries in the world to invade. Uh, so, apparently Swedish newspaper Svenska Dagbladet must have had a slow news day because they've done a report on the hardest countries in the world to invade and uh, New Zealand is one of them because it would be extremely difficult from a logistical point of view because you're 2,000 kilometres from Australia hindering supply chains and making planning an invasion a nightmare so um, you're pretty safe there Nick Oh, well, that's that's nice to hear. Um, yeah, I, I think it's more the case of why would anybody bother? But um, I, I suppose when when the world starts to run out of natural resources, we've got water and stuff here, so people might might head down that way uh, eventually. But um, it's it's good to hear we're in no immediate threat. That's always nice. I actually like this website, News Hub. Another headline here revealed the real reason New Zealand didn't become part of Australia. Um, There's a very lengthy article too here, Nick. So uh, they're really getting involved here with some uh, key news stories for New Zealanders. Yeah, I'm not sure if it classifies as news. It's not like it's something that, um, you know, suddenly we've uncovered something. You know, people just don't really care. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess that's – send it through to me. I might be interested when um, I've got nothing better to do with my time yeah. is to read why we're not Australians right now. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, there was a there was a, a good story. Um, there was something that was quite funny that involved New Zealand and Australia. I'm not sure if you saw, but San Diego Zoo, I don't know if you read the story, but um, they basically opened opened up a, um, an Australian animals exhibit at their zoo recently, like in the last week or so. Um, and, you know, it's like one of those walkthroughs where you can kind of walk through and, you know, pet a, ca- a kangaroo as you go past and do that kind of stuff. Um, and um, one of the things in there was that, that when they did the opening, um, they invited a bunch of um, Maori dancers to come and perform um, instead of um, Aboriginal or whatever you might have. You know, it was they got two countries confused. And I thought that was pretty bad, like a good way of just, um, you know, insulting two countries at the same time so wow. well done san diego zoo well did they, did they actually go through with the performance like did the maori dancers like just go through and like oh yeah why not <laughs> I, I i think so I, I mean the the pictures i saw kind of indicated that they did but yeah i mean probably some some more heavy research could have been done by me but as usual i'm, I'm never into doing the heavy research well I, i've actually been to san diego zoo and i remember one part they like they do 
when I was there, they had like an area where they had like Australian animals and they had uh, Tassie devils there. And they actually had like a section like, you know, telling you where they live. And according to this list, they live on mainland Australia and Papua New Guinea as well, which they used to like <laughs> centuries ago, but they now purely exist in Tasmania. So, yeah, San Diego Zoo's research department, maybe not that intelligent. Yeah, well, exactly. I mean, we're kind of like, you know, anything that's outside America is all just, it's America or not America, isn't it? That pretty much seems to be the way. Sorry to all your American listeners who would disagree with me. But um, yeah, if you want a geography lesson about New Zealand and Australia, I'm sure Ben and I would be happy to dish one out for you. (laughs) Now, before I let you go, anything else to talk about? I mean, I think maybe in a week or two, we'll talk a little bit more about the World Cup when it's slightly closer. But uh Anything, I mean, what's what's exciting New Zealand at the moment in sports land? How are the Warriors going? I haven't really been paying too much attention to them, only, only the Sharks, because they're doing all right. I assume the Warriors must have lost in the last couple of weeks because um, I haven't heard anything about it. And normally when the Warriors win more than two games in a row, it becomes like front-page news because it happens so rarely. Um, and, yes, they are having a good season, that's for sure. Um, but, um, yeah, I'm not sure what their latest results are. So um, I'll need to kind of have a look and um, and figure that out. It looks like, um, just looking at this briefly, it looks like they were beaten by the Rabbitohs 30-10 last week, um, and then they beat the Eels, and then they lost to the Roosters. So it's kind of been a bit up and down. I think they're having a good season by their standards. Um, But, yeah, I I think that, um, you know, Warriors fans have learned not to get too excited because, yeah, it it, it, um, it tends not to stay good news, I would say. You're fifth on the ladder right now. I'm looking here. Equal points with the Sharks. Uh, so there you go. Yep. You're just one spot below us. So interesting. All right, yep. Nick, we'll uh, get you back on next week, hopefully, and uh, talk more about uh, all things related to New Zealand. But uh, it's been fun. Thank you for coming back on the show. Yep, I'll do some research before next week. Time of the week where I press a little button. This is like a flash, flash. This is like a Calvin Harris. Well, it's actually Flashback, which is a, a segment where we go back in time and bring you things from the past. Uh, 2011 is still where we're at, the best of, and a couple to get through. This is kind of doubling almost as a classic interview, because this is going to be the full interview, but we're going to have an actual classic interview coming up very soon. Uh, Willem Dafoe, we spoke to him famously back in 2011 on the red carpet of the premiere of the movie The Hunter, in which Willem Dafoe starred in as a mercenary trying to find the last surviving Tasmanian tiger. Here is that interview in full. How's this reception tonight so far here in Hobart? Really, people are very sweet. You know, that was my experience when we were here shooting. Um, and, you know, it's funny, uh, it's, uh, you know, I'm a guest, so you expect me to be polite, but it's beyond that. It, I really uh, hope that's a special place. And what was it like working with Sam Neill and Francis O'Connor? Great, great. Uh, they're, they're both great, and the kids in the film are great, too. Uh, Sam I knew because I had worked with him two times before, and he's really a great man and a great actor, and he's a lot of fun to be around. What do you think about a sequel one day? If the Tassie Devil ever gets extinct, you might be able to come back and look for one of them. I don't think this movie is a sequel movie. You know, but let's let's enjoy what it is, huh? Great chat and uh, very short, but still, we had Willem Dafoe on the show. Uh, then also, it was my birthday in 2011, as it has been every year of my life. And uh, I think this was the only time I've ever actually had my birthday on air. And uh, this is what happened when we had some guests in, and it was my birthday. It's my birthday. You have to you have to try hard. On your Speaking birthday. of your birthday, yes, we we check with the lawyers. Yes, and the girls are allowed to sing Happy Birthday. Oh, uh, I don't I don't know if they want to. Well, do, okay, girls, do you want to drink? Sing happy birthday to Ben. <laughs> As a special... <laughs> Their face says it all. <laughs> right. 
how can I say so that? They, 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 they look nervous. All right, but, but okay. Their stage performance I, I, will, I will proudly let them sing me happy birthday, mm. but I want Peter and Ian to join in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll do that. You can, you can do a bit of hand clapping. You can do a bit of the glee in the background. You know, the dum 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 dum. Okay. I'll count you in, all right? Uh, yeah, count us in, Three, two, one, go. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Ben. Thanks, Pete. Happy birthday to you. Oh, look at that. See, look. This is why you need to go see The Sound of Music because they will just they will just belt out a tune like that. And if if anyone's birthday is in the audience, put your hand up. In the, in the, At mi- the end of the show, we'll just in the middle of a number. It's my birthday. Sing you a song. They, they, they will. Thank you. And Pete, I have to say, you sounded quite different to, before. Oh, to right. oh yes, yes. You just had. Oh, I lost water. all the talent. You did because oh. you got the two talented people oh, in the studio exactly, now. Yeah. So yes, still uh, pretty chuffed about that. And also in 2011, um, when Kelly was a co-host on our show, she was a bit of a fan of Tony Abbott. We weren't really in other aspects, so uh, this is what happens when we like to talk about Tony Abbott. Look, I'm, I'm reading the the Facebook news here this morning, right? Yeah. And there's another Tasmanian radio show that will remain nameless. That has uh, put on here today on the show, right? Now, I'm going to read this guest list out for you, Kelly, all, all right? right. Uh, it's a big show this morning, the week, Australian of the Year, Simon McKean, actor Damien Walsh Howling, uh, Gary Bailey from the Mercury, Rosemary Station, da-da-da-da-da, and Federal Opposition Leader Tony Abbott. Kelly, I'm angry! Well, that's where he went. Now, now, look, honestly, right, with all due respect to this other show, yep. that again, will remain nameless... Actually, no, it, we, no, it will remain name. We don't want to give him any publicity. <laughs> they don't, no one listens to it down here. I don't think we can pick it up in Hobart. Whatever. We, we, um, they do not hold, they, where's their international Tony Abbott day, right? Now look, I'm sorry, Kelly. Look, if you were a prominent person, which yes, you are, I am. you're on air, you're on, you, there's fans, you have huge fans I in, do. in I Sudan. I have a huge fan base. They love you in Sudan. Have you been there recently? I have they a trip you. planned. Do you? But it's just organising enough security because I will get mobbed. I've, I've heard about that. But look, if they held an honour in your da- in your name, that International Kelly Trebkowski Day, yes, and they tried to get you on local Sudan Edge Radio, whatever their version is over there, would you accept that offer and go in on that day? Yes or no? Well... <laughs> she's thinking about it. All right, we'll just say she said yes because I know that's what she's thinking. And they they made everyone change their Facebook profile to a picture of you. Every your face yeah. is beaming. Everyone in Sudan just absolutely love you. Right. You would appear in that show, right? Okay. Well, let's say now <laughs> I'll play devil's advocate for you. Oh, I love it when you do. This. Tony Abbott was meant was said he would come on that radio show. Yes, the nameless one. Up two north. weeks ago. Mm-hmm. We Which only, he wouldn't. We only sent through. <laughs> The media release. What was it? The day before yesterday. Uh, I'm not. I'm not worrying Wednesday? about the media. I'm not worrying about the media release. So they didn't I'm not know wor- about I'm Tony not, Abbott. I'm not worrying about the media release. I'm worrying about the fact they didn't know about Tony Abbott Day. That I'm not again. Not worrying about that. We're, it's it's the, the the other channels are there, Kelly. Now come on here. You're a liberal ass. I like that liberal ass. Put that on your business card. Right. You can use that. Uh, and, and you you love your Abbott man. You love your Abby. Do you call him Abby at night? No. Tabs. No. Tabby. No. 
Tab- Tabernatha? No. Tabby Wanky? No. Uh, <laughs> Tony Abbott. Tony Abbott, alright. But you love it to bits. And it would have made your day this morning, wouldn't it? I say, I say, I say that I speak like this for the rest of the hour. Your voice There's is only two minutes that. left, so I'm fine. I say that we, we, we bombard them with, with, with comments. International Tony Abbott Day. What, I mean, seriously, this is, this is, this, this is Complaints Desk 2.0. Wow. This is this is open to well, tangent. It. This is do you know what this is done? That's open to tangent of throwing stuff in the wow. studio. That's we have, anger. We have been throwing stuff in the studio. I'm so angry about this that I'm gonna press play in the music. Yep. And we're gonna go something else fell down there. That didn't sound healthy. Yep. And of course we would eventually get him on the show anyway, so uh that kind of cancelled itself out. <laughs> I'm going to bring you a classic interview right now, and sadly, in the last week, uh, we did lose a former guest on this show, Cornelia Francis, legendary Australian actor. She, of course, I guess best known for her time on Home and Away as Morag Bellingham. I grew up knowing her, of course, on The Weakest Link as a host of that and a myriad of other shows across her stellar career. She sadly passed away last week, but uh, she was one of the biggest names that we got in our very early days of the show when Anthony and I conducted this interview back in 2007. So here is our full interview with Cornelia Francis back in 2007. Joining us now on the brink is a legend of Australian screens. She's been on our television screens for about 30 years, starring in such shows as Sons and Daughters Prisoners and currently at the moment is most known as Morag Bellingham on Home and Away. She's also very well known as the host of The Weakest Link early this decade. Please welcome to the brink, Cornelia Francis. Cornelia, welcome to the show. I'm very well. How are you? Um, it's great. It's a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day down here too, actually. Seems like all the weather's going well at the moment. Good. So, Cornelia, first question for you. How on earth did you get started in acting? Was it just sort of a thing that you woke up one day and thought, or was it sort of always a career ambition? No, from the time I could talk and walk, my mother told me that I wanted to be an actress, and I kept talking about it. And um, I went to a convent boarding school for um, 12 years from the age of four and came up when I was 16 and um, then went straight into drama school when I was 16 and a half um, at the Guildhall School of Music and Drama in London and studied there for three years or two and a half years and came out and went. I was very lucky to have um, an uncle who was a film producer and director called Michael Powell, who um, I suppose some well-known films he did build the Red Shoes and the Tales of Hoffman and over here he came over to do their Weird Mob he wrote and directed that oh yes um, and Age of Consent in Australia as well so um, he gave me a few leads and, and actually was to be an extra to learn from the bottom and work my way further down as he put it <laughs> um, but I did I studied and it was one of the best ways to learn was to actually go on a set and not talk and um, be an extra and be bullied <laughs> and um, you learned all the tricks of the trade and the sayings, and, and that's how I started. And then I went into theatre in England and um, got speaking parts in films and um, didn't do much television at all. It was sort of it was all concentrated on film and theatre. And having studied theatre, it was the main love. And um, But now I've come to sort of love telly more. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> theatre terrifies me. So, what is there any difference between Australian style of acting as to English style of acting? Um, no, I've covered, as you said, I mean, I've, I've been acting in Australia for 36 years and before that in England. Um, it's, 
Well, yes, there is. It's 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 a I suppose a freer style of acting, and um, it's not it's not as theatrically rigid as England. And um, but then you get sort of soaps in England that are that are just as laid back as Australia. <laughs> um, uh, there's no there's sort of acting is acting, and you can either do it or you can't. Mm. And um, sadly, a lot of people who are on television at the moment can't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we won't That's name any shows or anything about that at the moment. Now, when you sort of go back to England, now obviously being on Home and Away, it's hugely popular over in England. Is that something that you get recognised for immediately, and all the English fans sort of come up to you and recognise you and have a bit of a chat to you about the show? Oh God, yes. Um, even more so than than they do here. I think here they take you for granted a bit because they they don't they're not surprised to see you in the street because they know you live here. But in England, they just get a tell, and the kids are incredible fans. Wow! Especially in Ireland, actually. Um, but the last time I went over, I was on three shows, three different shows on the same day in England. Wow! It was um, a bit of an overload because they had young doctors in the morning replaying. They had sons and daughters midday. They had home and away after sons and daughters, and then a replay of home and away in the evening. So, um, you know, they were seeing me over, I suppose. 20 years. Wow, that's a lot of playtime. Oh, yeah. You must love it, though. Cornelia Francis Fest going on over there in England. (laughs) Speaking of that, changing characters and, and hairstyles and things related to that, who is your favourite character? Would it be Barbara or would it be Sister Scott or would it be Maura? Because they're all martinets, they're all bitches, they're all <laughs> play, and I've enjoyed doing all of them. There's, there's no best. The best one's the next one, I guess, you know? Yeah. Well, more um, really nice keep now. working and, and playing them. I don't care how bitchy or how awful they get. They're just wonderful people to play. And is that sort of how you got um, put into the role of the host and the weakest link? Because they sort of saw that in all your roles and they just yes. thought you'd be perfect for that? Absolutely. And that would have um, been fun to I play that role. so enjoyed doing. I just absolutely loved doing that. And I, I wish they hadn't taken it off. And I think they regretted it a little bit when they had, seeing them. They'd made a big mistake. Hmm. Um, but there you go. Because it was really popular. I it, loved it. I remember, actually, there was a time when it was, like, the height of its popularity. You could get sort of the weakest link packs where you could play the weakest link at home, and you had a sort of sticker set on the back that you could put on... We put them on our homework diaries and that at school. They had, you know, all the quotes that you used to use in yeah, the weakest right. link. Um, but And also came with a mask, the game. Yes, um, yes. It was so silly, but seriously, that was the main reason why I watched it, because you when you always said... You are the weakest link. Goodbye. Well, that was the catchphrase. Eh? And yeah. Is that something you get sick of people coming up to you on the street asking you, oh, come on, give us a go, can you like, say it no, to us? No, the day they don't is the day I'll cry. <laughs> really, um, you know, as long as they recognise you, then you you obviously mean something to them in their life, and um, which is what we're, on, um, what we're all about. Yeah. So um, anybody can come up to me, and I absolutely love it that they do. Well, how about we ask you to say it for us now, Cornelia? I'm not really supposed to do this, but um, they, they won't know. <laughs> you are the weakest link. 
Fantastic. We're going to have to use that one. That was awesome. That was great. Now, at the moment, of course, you're um, singing on Home and Away. Now, we spoke to Paul O'Brien a few months back, of course, as Jack Holden. Yes, it was a great chat we had. Now, you, of course, um, are close, obviously, being the sister of uh, Mr. Alf Stewart in the show. Now, what's it like working with uh, Ray? Do you sort of get, do you take on board a lot of his catchphrases, you know, flame and heck, woman, all this sort of stuff? Is that something you can use every day now, or is it just sort of... I don't do that. Morag doesn't do that. <laughs> had an ongoing hate with Alfred. <laughs> yeah, we sort um, of see that. Which is very much softer lately. Mm. Yeah. Um, but it started out when I started in the show 19 years ago, on and off, um, as, a, as a guest, and then I became a permanent for three years, and, and has, you know, been on and off ever since. Um, they've made it a lot softer, which I don't like. Um, I love those battles that he and I used to have. <laughs> um, and she, she, Morag, is a self-made woman. I mean, she left home because she was a clever girl um, but from a one-horse town who wanted to get into society. So she married really well. She married a millionaire barrister um, who divorced her in the end and said, um, go away. She had an illegitimate child with her brother-in-law, which is most unlike Morag, but yeah. um, there you go. And she continues to look down on people because she's a very intelligent woman. Thank God they've made her that. And um, But she's also very funny. But she's straight down the line and you know, won't brook any nonsense at all from anybody, and she speaks her mind, and that's what I like about her. So she's really self-taught, if you like. Absolutely. And, and working with Alf is always a joy. I've known him forever, <laughs> um, long before Home and Away, which one tends to do, because Australia is quite small in the acting world, really. You, you, you tend to know everybody. Yeah. Um, so, but no, nothing rubs off on her. In fact, it annoys Morag when he comes up with flaming woman and <laughs> all that. Um, but it's so him, it's great. But that's the the main reason why people loved you in the beginning. Everyone loved to hate Morag. Oh yeah. Because she was so horrible and snide, but she's she's really nice and she's still popular, but, but nothing. She's fair. Yeah. That, that's the thing. She might be a bitch, but um and she can and, and actually when I start back on air, um, which I will do, I think in January, I'm back on air for um permanently. Um I'm making her much harder. I'm playing oh, a type that they've written for me. So then she really comes out with some crackers. Um, she, she and Colleen have just wonderful, <gasps> wonderful. That's a highlight to always watch. Morag was horrible to Colleen sometimes. I think more people need to be horrible to Colleen. Gee, she was living in my town. <laughs> I love Lynn, um, Lynn Collingwood, by the way. We share a dressing room, so we get on really well. Um, but it's such a joy to be nasty to Colleen. Um, she so deserves it. Absolutely. <laughs> Is, um, does Lynn Collingwood sound anything like um, no. Colleen's voice? No. <laughs> oh. No, not at all. One thing that I think they need to do more in Home and Away is the fact that every time they sort of get a a heart, a woman in there who's like really, you know, I suppose you could say the bitch, you know, the, the nicest way possible, you know. Yep. Recently we've seen it with Amanda, sort of with Jazz. They always turn nice in the end, as you were saying, sort of with Morag. Yeah, they, I don't know why they do that. And, you know, as you said, people love to, to hate a bitch. Exactly. And, um, and Sister Scott. Bring back the bitch. Time, um, was just... Martinet of all time, and um, the fan letters I got with people who absolutely because she reminded them of somebody. That, yeah, 
you know, been in hospital with than Morag, somebody that they've come across, like a really fierce aunt or a nasty neighbour. Absolutely, and all soap operas, you know, anywhere in the world you're watching, no matter what country, they've always got the bitch character. Oh, and, yeah. And Home and Away at the moment doesn't really have a bitch character too much. No, um, because they've made Morag too nice. But um, as I said, she's, and Amanda comes back for a week, I think, but then it's not a bitch. Mm. Um, it's um, just a revisit, and... She was even turned out nice in the end as well. Exactly, exactly. And you couldn't sort of imagine if The Weakest Link was still going on there to tone down your character on that, because that wouldn't work at all. Oh, no, no, we had to be very few. Actually, the BBC um, loved the Australian version of all the countries that took it up, mm. um, that brought the rights to it from England, and um, we were. it was very gratifying to know that they liked Australia's best. I actually heard um, a bit there, because the, um, the British host was actually apparently really renowned for being really hard and that sort of stuff. I apparently heard from some British people that they thought you were even worse than the British host. Um, well, um, that's a compliment. That's what I meant, like, as in worse, as in sort of you were sort of harder and meaner as in that way, not as in, you know, actually. <laughs> well, Jermaine Greer wrote a very, very nice um, article about the Australian version, and um, but she doesn't like Anne Robinson very much, who was the English host. Mm. Um, but she was very complimentary about me, and if I'd had her email address, I would have thanked her. Absolutely. <laughs> it was great. When the contestants would um, lose or they'd do something, the, the insults that you throw at them, which I love, by the way, did you make them up on the spot, or was it all, were they some, scripted? Um, and some were scripted, some I made up, some I had to... Um, think of it, you know, you, you suddenly think of something a, a, a retort later so I was able to put it in um, <laughs> after a stupid remark had been made by one of the contestants um, but it was co-written we did have a writer, of course Yeah. Um, did they take it, the contestants take it personally or did they know it's part of the show? Oh, they're all taken in and they all um, were given a very, very good briefing, they knew it was part of the show, some pretended to spit the dummy but um, <laughs> and one actually really in a dummy and did spit it on the floor. Oh, oh wow. In my direction. Um, <laughs> um, it, I mean, you've got to be pretty dim, though, to not realise that it is a show. It, it's, it's acting. It's not, it's not for real. It wasn't personal. That's mm. why we couldn't be personally insulting. Mm. Um, you know, and, um, I mean, there was one guy who came on. He was absolutely lovely. His name was Simon. Um, but he wasn't an oil painting. And he voted an older bloke off. Um, saying age before beauty and without even thinking twice I said have you looked in the mirror lately <laughs> oh my um, very harsh but, um, high five to that harsh but fair can you and he on? came back actually as, as one of the winner of winners or the you know the, the top and um, he was charming he really was he grew on me a lot Simon <laughs> he was great Okay, so what does the future hold, Keneal? Are you just going to sort of stick with Home and Away for now or possibly looking down the track, maybe a soap opera career going off to America for the movies or even a pop star career? Oh, come on, look at the age I am. Oh, come on, Keneal, you've still got plenty of years ahead. Um, No, my family's here, my son's here, my grandson, my granddaughter's here, so and they live in Byron Bay, so no, I'm not going anywhere. I mean, I'll go to England like I used to, to do pantomimes and things, but that's only for three months here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, And hopefully I can just stick with Home and Away until they're really sick Tired of Morag. Oh, well, hopefully for not that won't be for a long time to come. Well, they have been, believe me. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the storyline has um, thought better, um, but she always comes back, touch wood. Being that your family is in, is in Byron Bay and, and you've got grandchildren now, and obviously children, 
has have the acting genes passed through onto them at all, or? My son is actually. I've only got one son. Um, who's my gentle giant? He's um, a graphic designer, and he's a very clever mimic. He's a, he, he's a musician. He sings. He plays a didgeridoo. Oh, wow. um, he was actually an extra um, for a while, but he was so tall. He's six foot four and a half, so <laughs> they had to keep him in the background, which he didn't like very much. Um, you know, he's he's got the artistic gene, certainly. Absolutely. Well, clearly, it's been a pleasure to have you on. We're going to wrap things up now with our famous five questions that we always ask our guests here. Now, just oh, yeah. be as honest and open to these as you like. Don't, don't hold back. We won't hold it against you no matter what you say. So our first question that we have is, what is your favourite type of cheese? I, I can't eat cheese. Can't I get eat... sick. Oh, really? Um, yeah, well, I can't even smell it without having to run away. Wow, well, there you go. We've got a good um, answer for that one. No cheese at all. No, no, thank you. <laughs> all right. Um, okay, well, second question. Are you a folder or a scruncher? Am I a folder? Or a scruncher. You know, the sort of the ads are sort of had to, regarding the toilet paper? Um, folder. Folder. That's, That's the way, the way. High go. five to that. We like to hear that there's more folders out there. We need more of them out there, Australia. If you're listening, we need more of them. <laughs> I'm on your team. I got always called you more egg. <laughs> 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 I just stopped myself then. How embarrassing. Uh, don't, don't be. Okay, our next question. Now, we sort of have to change this one a little bit, being over the phone. Who do you think is better sounding, Anthony or myself? Same me. Same. You sound very similar, if I may say so, and that's not really? being diplomatic. You really do. Wow, well, we take that as a compliment. I think yeah. especially um, Anthony's I think behalf. You, when you, but when you do a double radio show, you, you tend to um, take from each other. You know, you play together, yeah, so you, you take little intonations and things from each other without even knowing it. You, you sound very similar. I couldn't tell you apart at all. Oh, that's just That's just um, oh, your way of saying that. that. That's a great answer. We really like that one. That's, <laughs> that's just your way of telling me that I sound better. That's, uh, a, that's okay. See, that rubs no, off on him, the arrogance. You honestly do. It sounds <laughs> very good. Okay, question number four. Are we alone in this universe? Absolutely. I can't, because we can't comprehend what's out there, um, I can't understand why just one planet um, in the universe would be populated with creatures as we are and not any others. So, yeah. I mean, there's so many. I love all the UFO stories and things oh, and mad nice. about the films that they make and people that, <clears throat> excuse me, that have um, supposedly seen them or been taken away and I love it all. So I'm, I would love to think that there's something out there. We'll talk to the writers of yeah. Home and Away and maybe they can put in a UFO storyline in there. Sorry? Maybe you should talk to the writers of Home and Away and get them to put in a UFO storyline with Morag or something. Uh, nah, listen, <laughs> she can sue the aliens. things going on in Home and Away, let me <laughs> well, that's true. I suppose being Summer Bay, the last thing they would need is a UFO. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, go on. And so the final question we have, uh, here on the brink we uh, have discussions at the moment for a possible Olympic bid for Hobart. Now, of course, it sounds very outlandish, but we believe it can happen. So our question regarding that is, what is one event you would love to see at the 2020 Hobart Olympics? Now, this doesn't have to be a sporting event. It can be anything you want. When we had Paul O'Brien... He was talking about um, having golf driving range, taking pot shots at the cast of Neighbours. Oh, he's a silly boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's come up with some very strange things that 
young man. Um, <laughs> we'll cut that bit out. We won't put that bit to air. No, well, my best friend happens to be, or one of my dearest and closest friends happens to be the executive producer on Neighbours, and he used to be our storyliner on Home and Away. <laughs> oh. So, um, yes. A few words no, with Paul O'Brien later. Neighbours from me, let me tell you. Um, what would I like? Um... Skydiving. Skydiving. Fun. Adrenaline pumping. Yeah. Gets all the people, it gets the crowd. Yes. And that would really I draw watch in the youth. Top of the hill and um, watch them go floating away. No, I'd, I'd love that. That would be fantastic. <laughs> and you could be the first contestant. You can go for gold for Australia, Cornelia. Oh, I could. You could. I could try. I'd probably plummet to the bottom. But, um, <laughs> well, it I'm doesn't. Right. that won't matter as long as you try it. Yeah. That's, we give away gold medals for trying. It doesn't matter whether you win or lose, it's no. whether you compete. You are. Absolutely. Well, Keneally, thank you very much for joining us on The Bring. It's been an absolute pleasure, and I hope everything with Home and Away and everything else goes well for you. Thank you so much, and it's been lovely talking to you both. Welcome back to Mallory Pleasures <laughs> Microphone. <laughs> Could you hear my tongue hitting the microphone? That's an awkward question. Um, He's really funny. That's not the first time you've said something <laughs> that to me when you put something in your mouth of that size. Now, let's go into a quiz where you will be conducting the quiz with me, and then I'll be conducting the quiz with you, yes. perhaps. So, what quiz do you have for me today, Mallory Foster? And can we just point out that neither of us have any clue what quiz we're doing for each other? Ben will be doing the celebrity quiz today oh, because oh. we know how much he loves pop culture and it's celebrities. My people. Well, I'm a celebrity, so we yes. hang out together. So, alrighty. What are we? What, are, what sort of celebrities? Is this like Ethiopian celebrities or something? Do I need to be careful here? Or I don't think so. Um, there's no time limit on this, and I don't know how many questions there are, so it's going to be fun Welcome time. to the longest <laughs> podcast ever recorded. It's good to know. All right, question number one. Question number one. Where is Rihanna originally from? She's from Barbados. All right, I won't give you the options. Oh, they're not your choices. Sorry. <laughs> what were the other options? I don't know. I, I didn't realize this was a multiple answer. choice. Sorry. Justin Timberlake is married to... Um, give me the options. I don't know this one. I don't want to give you the options after you were all smart in the first question. Oh, it's um, Ashley. Nope. No. Um, Not one of the options. No, it's that woman. Um, <laughs> th- give me the options. <laughs> Jessica Biel, Britney Spears, Cameron Diaz, or Am- Amanda Seyfried. Jessica Biel. I knew it was that you one. You are correct. I don't even know who that is. She's an actress. Beyonce was a member of which group? Destiny's Child. If you needed help with Can that Can we, question. like, do an easier? Like, this is just basic <laughs> prep shit. Justin Bieber's middle name is Alexander, Drew, Andrew, or Robert. You sound very confident that you know this one. I'm going to, like, he looks like a Drew. Like, he just kind of looks like, like, Drew's such a douchey name. He looks like a female in this picture, honestly. He, re- he really does. But, like, honestly, looks like. looks like Miley Cyrus. I'm sorry if your name is Drew and you're listening to the show, but, like, like I think of the name Drew and I think you're a douche. So, I'm going to say it's Drew. Ooh, you're right. Am I? Oh, also, <laughs> it's weird to me that Drew and Andrew are both on the list. Well, I mean, I know I've met people who are called Ben and their name's not Benjamin, so. Who was Katy Perry married to? Which, what are the options? It's Travis Russell Brand. McCoy, yeah, he's on the list. Because she was with Orlando Bloom, but they weren't married. Orlando Bloom is also on the list. But they weren't married. 
at you go. Orlando Bloom is attractive. Oh, don't get into me about Orlando Bloom. I have to put up with this my entire teenage <laughs> years with my it's best friend true. at the time, Kelly. Was he so in attractive. love with him. But I, okay, I do he's not. So I don't like Orlando Bloom. If you ever watch the movie Troy, he's a whingy little bitch. Okay, sorry, I don't like Orlando Bloom. He's attractive. He has a large penis though. When was that? Have you not seen that picture of him? That was like him no. on a canoe. I'll this find is it for you. Really weird. <laughs> <laughs> right. When he was with Katy Perry, there's some paparazzis. I think I just unplugged you, so just bear with me for a second. Um, the paparazzi took a picture of them on a canoe together, and he was naked, and his doodle was hanging out. Same with Justin Bieber's got like a picture of his doodle hanging out. Okay. How do I know this, and you're not the one? <laughs> like this is really I'm not this is a pop culture, but you are. I'm going to type in Orlando Bloom nude on a canoe. All right, this is good for our listeners. <laughs> And it's going to totally whack people. Well, that sounds a bit wrong. Where's the uncensored ones? They're all, like, blurred out. Oh, that's disappointing, isn't it? Uh, I don't know why I'm the one who's, like, pointing this out. There we go. Okay, maybe it's not that big. It, actually, it's very, like, it looks like um, it's this actually not that big. It feel uncomfortable. Oh, wow, he is, like, naked, naked. Yeah. <laughs> what did you... <laughs> really awkward. Are you covering it Where or are you trying are to look... pants? He's, like, on a canoe with his doodle hanging out. Why it's actually not that big. Why is he naked? I really am uncomfortable with this. All right, next question. (laughs) Where was this attractive human? No, when was this attractive human born? This attractive human? Adam Levine. Oh, it's Adam Levine. November 13th, 1981. March 16th, 1983. March 18th, 1979. August 28th, 1980. I'm going to go with the 1979 one. I feel like he's a little bit older than... Oh, you are right. Well, he, does, he doesn't look like he's born in the 80s. And How Maroon old does that make him? Well, Maroon 5, I remember, we're out in like 2003. So, I mean... Is he almost 40? He's 40 next year. Wow. Yeah, he looks about that old. That's that's about right. It's like 10 years old. He seems like a nice guy. He's got a bit of a high-pitched voice, though. I really like Adam Levine. Yes, you seem to like a lot of these. <laughs> what is Kim Kardashian's height? Oh, who gives a shit? <laughs> Presidential advisor. 171, 152, 159, or 165? 152. I feel she's short. You are incorrect. Damn it. 159. Fucking Kim Kardashian. No one cares about her. Where was Drake born? Canada. Correct. Toronto, I believe. Yeah. Paris Hilton's family is famous for... Hotels. Owning an (laughs) expected hotel line. Yep. (laughs) Um... What does Jay Z use to carry in and what does Jay Z use to carry in an empty VHS box? Drugs. Nope, a gun. Yeah. What were my options? Uh, a gun, drugs, some other things. It took me to this really long. Penis. No. <laughs> um. This is why no one listens to this show. We're just so childish. Um, no, it took me to like this article about them now that hmm. it's over. I don't know. You got 9 out of 10. Hey! Okay. Would you like a quiz? I would. You can find one while I have another one for me. Oh, what? I closed the... <laughs> okay, so I've gone to this great website, and it's given me a variety of Australian quizzes. Oh, no. So you can have either the Australian Food Quiz, the Australian Vegemite Quiz, the Australian Logie Awards Quiz, the Australian food. Ari Awards Quiz, the Australian Spelling Bee Quiz, the Australian Slang Quiz, or the Australian Rhyming Slang Quiz. Food. The Australian Food Quiz. Alrighty. So, the first question. Hey, actually, this is quite convenient. We literally talked about this this evening. 
Question number one. What is a pie floater? <gasps> a, a oh, no, 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 I know this. A meat pie with mashed potatoes and peas on top. Well, I'm going to give it to you because the options... Can I just say the options here? A scoop of ice cream floating in a drink. No. A meat pie floating in green pea soup, which is the correct answer. Bicky crumbs floating in your coffee. No. A present left on your car by a bird. Also no. Uh, yes, you are correct. It is B. Uh, okay. What are rice bubbles? A, a dessert... B, a type of food for fish. C, a type of food for parrots. D, breakfast cereal. D. Correct. That's like Rice Krispies, right? Correct. I've talked to you about those plenty of times before. Um, so. We should make Rice Krispie squares. Yum. What do you call the Aussie food, the Aussie favorite sponge cake cubes dipped in chocolate and rolled <gasps> in coconut? No, not Pavlova. <laughs> Pavlova is the eggy one. Correct. I, I, I do like the other options here. Koala cubes or croc chocks or delights. If you are offered a yabby, should you eat it? A, yes, it's a delicious pumpkin soup. B, yes, it's a freshwater crayfish. C, yes, it's chicken bread in campfire coals. D, no, it's a type of hat. D. Uh, no, it's incorrect. It B? is. It's B, a freshwater crayfish. Um, just, just be careful the I'm way you're Sorry, you I'm not very comfortable. I you, need to move around. It's, well, you're not the only one who's not very comfortable. People listening to this aren't very comfortable either. Um, question number five. Aussies love cooking snags on their Barbie. What is, is a snag? a sausage in bread. You could have just stopped at sausage. <laughs> a snag is just a sausage. What? No, it's a sausage in bread. No, it's a sausage. <laughs> You're questioning this with an Australian No, poutine isn't fries with cheese curd and gravy It's chocolate chip cookies Yum, they were nice that we made them tonight uh, What is Vegemite? A, Gross I'll uh, <laughs> just give that to you anyway uh, Seven, what should you do with damper? It's bread, so eat it It's a type of coat, so wear it It's a style of haircut, so comb it It's a garden tool, so take it outside now, I've told you about this before. I know. I said I wanted to make this when we go camping. Which so. means that it's fairy bread. And it's No, a... it's not fairy bread. It's it's flour Hang and on. water, and you toast it over a fire. So the correct answer is it's bread, so you yes. eat it. I mean, this is a food quiz. I don't think it's going to be a style of haircut, so comb it. What is... Okay, this you said this before. What is a tropical dessert made of meringue Pop whipped cream? Lava. Correct. It's named after a famous ballerina. I did not it's even know that. It's actually a New Zealander thing. Yeah, apparently. Uh, uh, number nine. It's only a nine-question quiz. Australians are the world's biggest consumer of meat pies. How many do we eat a year? A almost 45 million, almost 100 million, over 250 million, over 375 million. What's the population of Australia? About 23 million. 250 Correct. Good job. Well done. So you got like seven, I think, out of... Uh, that doesn't give me a, an answer thing at the end. But uh, all right. Would you like to try another one or have you got another one for me? I'm ready for another quiz. Would you like a slang quiz? Yes. All right. Let's go for a slang quiz. Um, then you could give me the logo of the ARI Awards one, actually, because I haven't looked at those questions. So. Okay. If someone offers you a cuppa, say yes and you will get... Coffee. Uh, tea. A, well, a cup of tea, Yes. If someone says they are aggro, what are they? They're a, a gardener. B, drunk. C, upset. Upset. Correct. If someone calls you a galah, what are they saying about you? You are a loud, rude person. You are a gallant, real gentleman. You are a criminal headed for the gallows. I'm going to go with C. You are incorrect. It is A, a loud, rude person. You're flaming galah. 
Yeah, that's a thing. If someone asks you to come over this hour, though, when this should afternoon. you? Correct. If someone tells you to give them a fair suck of the sav, they want you to A, shut up and listen, B, share the beer, C, help them pay for something. B. It's A, shut up and listen. Six, if someone says, I have the wog, what are they talking about? This is a, is that not racist? No, okay, no, they're not using it in that context. Uh, <laughs> what? Wog is a derogatory term for someone from like Greece or Italy who came out during the 60s and 70s and like has like a fish and chip shop essentially. Like it was just a term we used. Um, oh, I didn't even know this one. A, they have the frog. B, they are sick with the cold or flu. C, they are, sh- they have a, they have the stupid person with them. Can you repeat the question? If someone says, I have the wog, what are they talking about? I'm going to go with B, the sickness Correct. one. I've never heard that before. Uh, I've heard of this one. If someone says, let's crack a tinny, what are they going to do? Crack beer. Correct. Yes. Eight, if someone asks you where is the... <coughs> excuse me. The answer is... <laughs> where are the butter menthols? Uh, if someone asks you where the dunny is, what are they the looking for? The duna. The... <laughs> no. I hope it's not the duna. No. Whoa, that's the awkward. That, no. Would you like me to... Where's the toilet? Is Correct. The toilet. Yes. I knew that. Nine, if someone asks you where the dummy... That's the soothing. Is. Well, a pacifier, a soother, that's what you... like. Yeah. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and final question. If someone says they are fair dinkum, they mean A, they know how to swim a little, B, <laughs> they are telling you the truth, C, they were born in Australia. I want to say C just because it's funny, but the answer is B. Fair dinkum it is. Correct. Uh, you got like eight there, I think, didn't you? I don't know. All right. Um, Would you, you like the Aria or the Logies? Let's go to the Logies. <laughs> Since they're coming up here in the Gold Coast. Let's, let's do this. Alrighty, it is loading. Ooh, it's loading. Get excited. I just press the C answer button. Oh, well, you know, it says, yes, yeah, C ah, answer. Like, as in, I get what you mean. White screen of death. White screen of death? That's just racist. This is, um, oh, what did you do? You broke my phone. <laughs> Try it. There we go. <coughs> oh, excuse me. Well, you've been saying that to me for a while. Okay. Freaking dumb thing <laughs> in the past 10 years which show won the most sorry what the most what's a um uh, the most show that won the most popular um, lifestyle program better homes and gardens yes <laughs> carrie armstrong arm armstrong received yeah. A most outstanding actress, Silver Logie, in two thousand one for what series? A Wildside. Sea change. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Tony Martin received a most outstanding actor, Silver Logie, in nineteen ninety nine and nineteen ninety eight for what series? Tony Martin. Do you want me to read the options yeah. this time? <laughs> it's the same as the ones. For before the options. What were the options? You didn't read them out before. I started, but then you interrupted. Wildside, Water Rats, The Secret Life of Us, or Sea Change. Now I'm assuming that can't be the comedian Tony Martin. So it was Water Rats, Secret Life of Us, Sea Change, and Wildside. Wild- I don't know what Wildside is, so we'll go with Wildside. Correct. Hmm. Who was the first person to win four Logies in one night? What were my options? Lisa McCune. 
Mm. Martin Sachs, mm. Kylie Minogue, or Ray Martin? Ooh, okay. Well, Kylie Minogue won Gold Logie, and she would have won New Talent. I don't know. She would have won Popular Actress, and I don't know what the f- outstanding is. She could have won four. Lisa McCune, Gold Logie. She, Ray Martin couldn't have won four, and Martin Sachs, though, was very popular. I'm going to go with Lisa McCune. You're wrong. Oh, it's Martin Sachs, isn't it? Nope. Oh, it's Kylie Minogue. Yeah. Oh, Kylie, she let me down. Damn no, it. you let her down. Actually. I did. Sorry, <laughs> Kylie. I should have had faith in you. Damn Between it. 1993 and 2003, how many times was Hey Hey It's Saturday chosen? Oh. The most popular light entertainment program. 1993 and 2003. Well, it ended in 1999. So three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, seven times. You're wrong. Three times. Oh, okay. Who was received... A hall, who received a Hall of Fame Gold Logie for 2003? Ruth Cracknell, Don Lane, Mike Walsh, or Jack Thompson? Don Lane died not long after he got his, but I feel he died later than that. I'm going to go with Don Lane. You are correct. Aha! Ah! I broke it again. What did Graham Kennedy receive... What year did Graham Kennedy receive Hall of Fame Gold Logie? Oh. 2000, 98, 96, or 94? 94. No. 98. Oh. Who was named the most popular new talent in 1995 and then won in 1996, 97, 98, 99, and 2000 the most popular actress, Silver Logie? Lisa McCune. Yes. (laughs) Who holds the record for the most gold Logies ever won? Ray Martin. No. That's not even on the list. Graham Kennedy. Yes. I don't know. That's a half point. What year was the Logie's first telecast in color? 61, 65, 71, or 75? 71. Five. 71. Final answer? 75. Yes. Oh. You either got six and a half or seven or something. Give me the Aria one. Give me the Aria one. I'll probably do worse at this one. Um, where do I find it? Uh, just, I think, back to the list. I'll just press back on the... This is great podcasting. I hope everybody... Oh. I like the Logies, all right? We, people who listen to The Brink know we like the Logies. We always talk about them every year. Great. All right. Whereas the Aries, I don't really give a shit about the Aries in Australia because they're all just Triple J crap. Da, 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 da. Who is the only group to win Best Group three times? A, Savage Garden, B, Powderfinger, NXS, or The Cruel Sea? I'm going to say it's Powderfinger. No, NXS. Oh, good. It's not that. Yep. Which two singers won Best Female Artist three times? Casey Chambers and Wendy Matthews, Kate S- Sprano. Sprano, and Nat- Natalie, Natalie Imbruglia. Imbruglia, Tina Irina and Kylie Minogue, Kylie Minogue and Natalie Imbruglia. Imbruglia. Yeah, that. I don't think Natalie Imbruglia is going to be one because she kind of was only popular for about a year and then she kind of faded into obscurity. Kylie Minogue has been robbed by the Aries many times, so I'm going to say it's not her. So what were my other ones? It was Tina Rina and Kate Sobrano and Wendy okay, Matthews. The ones without Kylie Minogue and Natalie? Yeah. Uh, you only have one option left. Was that Wendy is... Matthews and Tina? No. And Casey Chambers. Yeah, it was Wendy Matthews and Casey Chambers. You're correct. Because they're just, they're more, yeah. Who has not received a Best Male Artist three times? Alex Lloyd, John Farnham, Diesel, or Jamie, Jimmy Barnes? Oh, Diesel surely hasn't. Nope. It's got to be, um, it's got to be Farnham. Farnsy. Nope. John Farnham, no. It's, Jimmy Barnes. Yeah. Oh, Barnsy. How has Diesel won three? Like, the 
<laughs> Sorry. I don't even know who that D- is. D- had like one song. Okay. <laughs> like, <what was> that? <laughs> really? Who won Album of the Year three times? John Farnham, Powderfinger, Mid- Midnight Oil, or Casey Chambers? Mm, oh, it's going to be Midnight Oil, Casey Chambers. Casey Chambers? No. Midnight Oil? No. Oh, Powderfinger. Powder Ooh, most overrated band in the history of Australia. <laughs> Who rubbish, won rubbish Single band. of the Year three times? John Farnham, Powderfinger, Midnight Oil, or Casey Chambers? We'll go with Casey Chambers again. No. Powderfinger? Yes. Oh, <laughs> bullshit. I want to protest this. When was Why the first- artists suck? <laughs> when was the first ARIA Awards ceremony? 10th of June, 1972, the 3rd of October, 1967, 2nd of March, 1987, or the 11th of December, December September, it says September, 1992. Well, I'm going to go with the year that I was, that was that 2nd of March, 1987, so 16 days before I was born. So I feel the ARIAs aren't that old. You're correct. Yes. Who hosted the first ARIA Awards ceremonies? Johnny O'Keefe, the Bee Gees, John Farnham, or Elton John? I'm going to go with the Bee Gees. It was Elton John. Oh, really? There yeah, you go. look at that. Mm-hmm. Big name. What year was the ARIA Awards first televised? 61, 71, 81, or 91? Well, it can't be 61, 71, <laughs> 81 because they were all <laughs> not really on then. So it's going to be 1991. <laughs> Also, you only got 50% on this quiz. You got four out of eight. Well, this is why, because the R is a bullshit. No one cares. And when Powderfingers won that crap three times. Um, anything else? Do you have any other? No, nothing? No. Would you like to try the uh, the Vegemite quiz? What is the Vegemite quiz? This I is a know. weird it quiz. Sounds something like, it sounds like something that I'm going to be terrible at. Well, let's just try because it. Because I don't know anything about Vegemite, I and I don't would, like Vegemite I am the same all. page as you, but let's try this. How many jars are sold every year? 12 million, 22 million, 37 million, 76 million. 37. Uh, you are incorrect. It's 22 million. What year did Vegemite first appear on grocery shelves? 1910, 1919, 1923, 1933. I would have gone with that too, but it's 1923. Vegemite's nearly 100 years old. What is the name of the young chemist who developed Vegemite? Terence Calmont, Dr. Stuart R. Canova, Dr. Cyril P. Callister. Oh, oh goodness me. Or Dr. Woodford T. Cortingdale. B. Uh, let's see, Cyril P. Callister. Uh, when did Aussies hear the famous advertising song, Happy Little Vegemites, 1954, 1961, 1965, 1973? Can you sing the song for us, please? There's a happy little Vegemite, as bright as bright can be. We all enjoy our Vegemite for breakfast, lunch, and tea. Our mommy says it's growing strong in every single day because we love our Vegemite. We all enjoy our Vegemite. It puts a rose in every cheek. Every Australian knows that song. <laughs> <laughs> ben just sang a song Personally my favourite is Hey where's our wheat picks We need them every day You can't be a champion Unless I hear you say Yeah that was a I yeah. like the Vegemite song better. Here's a happy little Vegemite <laughs> <laughs> Oh what about um, Morteen Was that Vegemite. No Louis the Fly He's Louis the Fly He's Louis the Fly And they killed him with Happy little Vegemite um, chicken feed is all you need. <laughs> you know what's funny? Yes, I do. Ben, before yes. coming here, we would pr- like at home. We pronounce. You guys say Vegemite. Mm. We just say Vegemite. Vegemite. Because Vegemite. we say it the way that we would read it. Yeah. Well, and that's what it looks like. It looks like Vegemite. And then you come here and everyone says Vegemite. <laughs> so when my mom came and visited me, that was like one of our running jokes because she thought it was so funny that you guys say Vegemite. It's an Australian 
product. So no, no. that's like just <laughs> racist. I'm going to get this one wrong, so just tell me the answer. I don't know the answer. Uh, it's A, 54. That was my guess. Uh, what are the two main colors on the Vegemite jar? Yellow and green, yellow, yellow and red, and red green. and white. What? Yellow and red? Yellow and red. Everyone knows that one. Uh, <laughs> get out of our country. Vegemite was the first product electronically scanned in an Australian grocery store. When did this happen? October 1979, April 1984, May 1987, January 1990. Let's go 74. Uh, 84, April 1984. And finally, which jar sold the 115-gram jar in number six above and what was the price? Bilo for 45 cents. IGA for $0.52, cents, Coles for $0.57, cents, or Woolworths for $0.66. Cents. IGA. Uh, no, it was Woolworths for $0.66. Cents. Mm. Wow, that was so cheap in 1984, $0.66. Cents. There you go. Well, haven't we learnt a lot today, everybody? I get zero out of ten on the Zero out of clips. ten. Um, anyway, uh, anything else you want to say? No. No? This is a good website, alldownunder.com. So, there you go. Uh, thank you. We will come back soon. We always like to bring you some random snippets from some of the best bits during the week of what we're doing on our sister show, The Oz Network. And uh, you've already heard from Nick in this episode, but trying to bring you a little best-of snippet from him. Uh, essentially, we were doing our Nip Tuck episodes. There's a bit of a storyline involving incest, and uh, this is kind of how Nick loosely sort of tried to defend incest in this episode it's obviously not ideal but i actually don't think this is the worst the worst outcome for matt he could be quite a quite a happy um happy guy that's uh just happening to have sex with a sister um can i stop you for a second nick i'm the tasmanian here i'm meant to be the one loosely defending (laughs) matt's incestuous behavior here if this is involving a sheep then maybe i can understand you like this is a bit creepy nick (laughs) yeah i'm just saying look and, and like i say you just need to keep everything on the mat the Matt perspective, you know, is that yeah, no, this is not normal for for normal people. But um, in terms of what Matt's been doing, this is nowhere near the worst thing that he's ever done. So um, yeah, he, yeah, they should be stopping this. But it's also <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of other things Matt should probably have stopped as well. Oh, I just love the way you're like, yeah, yeah, um, no, Matt should yeah, no, Matt should stop. <laughs> Yeah, I could. T- I just feel I'm digging a hole there, and it's maybe time to just stop. Yes, yes, just just a little bit, just a little bit. As I said in that, uh, I'm the Tasmanian. Usually, that should be me, but hey, we can give him a pass because he's from New Zealand. <laughs> time to get excited, get singy, and do this. That time of the week to play everybody's favorite game show. It's forget the lyrics here on the Brink on Edge Radio. Over to the studio. Get the lyrics. Oh, so good to be able to bring this to you. And hopefully, uh, maybe even some new ones of these coming up in the coming weeks. Just stay tuned for that. But we're going to go back to 2014, myself singing to the Pharrell Williams hit song, Happy, about uh, an actress who we actually ended up getting on the show, funnily enough, uh, a story that happened that morning when we were searching the internet. We went on the internet this morning on Edge Radio and the Brink to Read. Stories from around the world Discovered one about an actress called Natasha And we saw that she said she had sex with a ghost on her bed Some guy came out and said it was just in her head We believed her because she is an actress 
sent her out a tweet and then she said, a smiley face. We want to know more about Natasha Blasek. In so many movies, including these ones, Dark Crossing and Eve is Dead. But the best one has to be Gorilla Island, cause it's about gorillas on an island and a geek on a beach. Don't forget about other ones she was in, include the smelly janitor and meet the Spartans. Days of our life she played somebody called Sasha. Then she was in a movie called Cellular, but she was uncredited in that, so we don't count it. Yeah. Oh, hang on. Natasha? <laughs> I'm meant to be clapping along to that, aren't I? Natasha? Nah, alright, I've lost them. I've lost it. I lost it. I had it, and then you just, the moment went, and... Nah. Wow. Yes, Natasha Blasik. We did get her on the show to talk about her uh, encounter with a ghost. Incredibly interesting. Uh, Dakota also was incredibly interesting back in 2014. He loved David Bowie, still does, and uh, sang to this classic David Bowie song, Heroes, about learning to swim. I, I wish I could swim Because I can't I really can't swim I I tried to learn But I couldn't swim I tried to learn at Friends Health and Fitness I think my instructor's Name was Sue Could've been Betty, I don't know Not sure She did have a name, um, yeah Alright Do, 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 do If there's a tsunami, I'll be screwed because I can't swim. So nothing, nothing will keep me alive if there's a tsunami. I'll probably die If there's a tsunami I'll probably die I Can't swim It's really embarrassing Really embarrassing When I go to the pool Ben's looking at me 
Lackey wants me to stop. But I want to keep going and sing about how I can't swim. Okay, what's up now? Yeah. Yep. And uh, also, back in 2012, myself and Sam to the Beatles classic, Hey Jude. <coughs> <coughs> Hey Jude, by the Beatles. Elton, Elton John cancelled his US shows. Everybody's angry. He took those stupid glasses off his head and said to America, go eat some bread. Elton, why'd you cancel for your fans? Both of them are really angry. Especially that man in Connecticut who once said to you, I want to do a poo. Now that you cancelled your shows, will America love you? Elton, you dud, you smell like poo. And Elton, you know what to do. Go to America and play those songs that make you the world's number one gay. Oh, Elton, Elton, over to you, Sam, Sam, Sam to you. Elton, you are a beautiful man. Just like your only fan He's a man, he lives in the United States He wanted to see you at your show So go and sing for him, Elton He deserves it He's been waiting so long to see you sing. He's a beautiful man. Hey, Elton, you're such a good man. I love your glasses and your get up, get up, get up, get up. Oh, Sam. Good days, good times, and good memories. About time to wrap things up, and uh, this one isn't actually screaming at me for food. Cookies. (laughs) What do you want this time? I've been thinking about the cookies. About the cookies. Cookies. Can you say about properly for once, please? About. About. You you guys add an extra A. There's no A there. There's an A in it. What is it? Ah, about. No, you say about. A-O-U. A-O-U, that's out. Uh, out. I know. Out. That's how okay. the Australians pronounce no, it. No, that's how the world pronounces it. <laughs> We're not connected. You add an extra O. No, I don't. <laughs> you add an O. Yours is like a boot. 
About, out, out, about. <laughs> a. You know what's really funny with this one? Is that, like, she legitimately will drop A sometimes, and it's just like, I have to just go along with it, because it's probably if I say, like, mate or g'day, it's just normal. But, like, she'll just be like, oh, it's rainy today, eh? Like, it's just... <laughs> I don't know why that's funny. It is. Cause, sometimes you, know. you do it, too. You started picking up my A's. But sometimes I, I do it deliberately to no. drop it in there to make you think that I do it like that to make you feel special. Aww. Aww. I don't know how I feel about this. I feel don't know this. whether I should be pouting and angry or, like, happy and... Happy little Mallory might as bright as bright can be. She all enjoys her podcasting for breakfast, lunch, and tea. Her mother says get off this podcast because it's inappropriate, but I say she can do it if she wants because she likes doing it if she wants. That's what she says to me every day. Happy little Vegemite. Um, do you want to tag all our social medias? Please. Oh, actually, no, hang on. Before you do that, um, the Brink Unleashed 9 no. <laughs> has essentially been edited. We're going to put some trailers oh, up so and everything soon. I'm so excited to watch it. Uh, she hasn't even seen it, and no, she's in it. So. I'm in it. I narrate it, and I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, this is a spoiler alert, and uh, we actually get a different narrator for some bits. So. Also, spoiler alert, there's a really cute scene with Mallory in it at the end in the credits. Who says credits. that's the one that, that I use in the credits? better freaking be at the wow, end. Wow. I'm so better cute. freaking be at the it's end. It's so cute. I'm the cutest. One thought I was cute, too. You I'm are, but cute. I'm the cutest. Um, so stay tuned. We will post when that's going to be released. I don't have a release that yet, but we're going to get some credits and do some shit. So. Happy Happy little Vegemite. Um, thank you, Mallory. Now tag our social medias. <laughs> Happy little Vegemite. And follow us on Instagram, Facebook. We're not on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> on Instagram. The Oz Network, our sister show, is on Instagram. <laughs> I always think we're on Instagram. At NYC555. on Facebook. Yes. Follow us on Twitter. We'll follow us on Twitter and Subscribe not on Instagram. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Subscribe to us on YouTube. And check out our website. Yes, you should check out our website. Anywho. Anywho. Keep sucking those oranges. Hey, so hang on a minute. Just We're over. We're over. Say it's it in over. French. Um, continue der sucking du. los <laughs> le orange. Continue du oranges. <laughs> du oranges. Du. Sorry. Hobart, a bon nuit. Bon nuit. <laughs> it's not Do. pronounced nuit. Do. <laughs> it's nuit. Do. <laughs>